the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on gotodobbs.com today. That's Alex Ferrario. He's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Very happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to be joined by MLB Insider for ESPN.com. He is Kylie McDaniel joining us here on the show. Kylie, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? Doing great. Always surprised that it's still the celebrity line when I call in, but I'll take it. <laughs> hey, we're, we're, we keep it that way just for you. It's actually changed names for everybody else, yeah. but for Kylie McDaniel, we keep it the celebrity line. Other, other people just get the, the, the Brown and Crouppen line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like for fishing. I got the celebrity line. It's a whole different thing. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. Absolutely. Uh, Kylie, I did want to ask you, starting things out with the, the postseason as a whole and what lessons there are to be learned here in St. Louis from the teams that are still remaining. If there is one overarching theme to the postseason for teams that have succeeded thus far, and I know we're still early on, what would you say it is that maybe the, the Cardinals could learn for, for this offseason? I mean, going through the Cardinals history, you can probably see this. It's not always the best team that wins the series or wins the whole thing. And I think it's probably even more uh, in in basketball or hockey where it's like one star player gets hot, one goalie gets hot. It's not necessarily one player getting hot, but the best team doesn't win these series. Like the way it's set up with the Dodgers and Giants are 107, 106 wins and they're playing each other in like the first real round. Like, it's just not equitable. It's kind of impossible to make it equitable. And the results aren't that way either. So just get in the dance and see what happens. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously the Cardinals have been somewhat successful in that. Get in there enough times and you'll win sometimes. Kelly, I'm always curious from a national perspective, after a one-game wild card like that, and we all know the Cardinals' regular season, the 17-game win streak, the struggles that they had towards the start of the year, does a, a one-game exit from the Dodgers, but it was a walk-off home run with Chris Taylor, make you more positive or opt or skepti- skeptical about the offseason for John Mozeliak? No, I mean, he's definitely got some, some challenges to solve here, but I, I don't think anybody, you know, two months before the playoffs started thought they would be anywhere near that and to go, you know, blow for blow with what I think is the, you know, the best team in baseball. Obviously, they didn't, you know, they fell one game short of having that record-wise, but that was the team even with the before the wild card started, I picked them to win the World Series because I, I just think they're the best team, and we'll see if it ends up playing out that way. But, uh, yeah, I think the I think the team stood up uh, even more to the best competition than I would have expected. So I think that's good momentum going into the next year. And you can go through player by player and say like this guy beat expectations, this guy beat expectations. These guys are getting paid a lot and you know performing what they're what they're being paid. Which you know not even every playoff team can say that. Like the you know the Dodgers still have like Gavin Lux where they thought he was going to be a superstar and they're like, well is he like an everyday guy? Do we have to resign Chris Taylor? Like how do we handle this? And you know like the Cardinals have like Tyler O'Neill put up you know more water than uh, than Arenado and Goldschmidt. I don't think anybody saw that coming. 
Kylie, when you look at specifically that Giants Dodgers series, and you you mentioned you picked them to the Dodgers to win the World Series this year, I I did as well. I thought they were the best team coming in. I've underestimated the Giants seemingly at every turn this season, despite the fact that they won 107 games. Are the Giants better than we gave them credit for? What, what what's going on here with San Francisco? I mean, I was uh, I was on San Diego radio early in the season, and they asked me about the Giants when you know they just had a couple game lead and were like fifty games in. I'm like, oh, it's like an overperforming old team, but with a good coaching staff and a good front office, and like they're kind of overperforming type of team anyway. And they're still an old team that is overperforming. So like that was technically correct. It's just sort of like people that thought Mark Pryor or Tim Lincecum would break down, they just like forgot Tim Lincecum's Cy Youngs were going to happen before he broke down. Uh, so like at some point, like that's what they are and they have so much money to spend this off season that I assume they're going to go after, you know, Seager and Correa and those sorts of guys. So it's going to be a different team next year, probably with a higher true talent level. But, uh, I think this is sort of underlines that they're, you know, Gabe Kapler and his staff, a big staff and sort of a, a progressive staff in terms of how many and, uh, what sorts of people they have there. And then also Farhan Zaidi has now a very long track record at three different teams, of being able to engineer stuff that you didn't think was possible. Like now it just seems like we should expect similar to the Rays, whatever all the projections say, just like round them up five games. And that's probably <laughs> what will happen. All right, Kylie, I'm going to try and give you an opportunity to uh, not ruin Cardinals days off season by what you just said. If the giants are pursuing guys like Seager and story, does that put the Cardinals still in the opportunity to sign one of those guys this off season? I wouldn't say it's not going to, but I mean, you guys maybe can speak to this, the history of this more than I can, but given what they're paying Goldschmidt and Arenado, do you think there's room for a third guy making that much money? Because there's an argument right now with the, with the Yankees paying all the money to Stanton and then all the money to Cole, and then they're going to have to decide, do they want to go after one of these big shortstops or do they want to sign Judge to an extension or do they get rid of Glaber Torres when he's a free agent in a couple of years? Like they kind of have to pick who the third one's going to be. Maybe they don't have a third one making big money. I don't know if any team can really afford to go, you know, 25 million plus on three players. So I just assume the answer is no, but it's not that it's not possible. Yeah, that's that's something that I've been kind of openly wondering all season long is both the willingness and the ability to do so. I, I think the way that they're structured right now allows for a little bit more flexibility because you've got guys like Edmund and Carlson and O'Neill and Bader who are all relatively cheap, at least for the next couple of seasons. You look at some of the guys that are coming up with Gorman and you know as much about this as anybody. Uh, Gorman and Walker's not too far away at this point. Some of the young pitching that's making its way through the system And that allows for more flexibility probably than a team, for example, like the Yankees. That being said, the history of the Cardinals would certainly suggest that they're not going to be in on these guys because they almost never go seven plus years at twenty five plus million dollars on anybody, much less a free agent that's going to be twenty eight or older. So I I don't know where to come out on that, to be honest with you. But the the need makes sense, especially for Seager, because it's a left handed shortstop and that's a plug and play guy with their lineup right now. Well, and you can also look at the payroll, I just pulled it up and there's, you know, depending on how the options get decided, like there could be $50 million coming off the books. So yeah, it's about 60. And also like, you know, the payroll I'm sure could go higher. So it's like, yeah, there is room to sign that guy. The issue is you want to, if you look at what Heim Bloom did, which obviously has worked out well coming into the Red Sox, he could have signed Mookie Betts. I don't think it was his call. I think ownership made the call for him, but it was like, you could give him that money or you could spread it across 13 guys and get three prospects for him. And obviously that seems to have worked out well. Who knows the alternate scenario where they keep bets. Uh, but I think there's a sort of a movement between the sort of smartest teams that get the best results, best bang for the buck is to spread that money around because the best teams typically have like, you know, two too many hitters and five too many starters and a couple too many good pitchers going into the year. And then by the playoffs, you're like, ah, oh, we 
might be a little shorthanded, but we're better than these other teams that are very shorthanded. Like that tends to be what the smart teams do that, you know, reach their ceiling. Uh, so I would think that the approach would be maybe spend 20 million on, you know, up to four years on somebody. Uh, ironically, I think the, the player in this big shortstop class that may settle for a one-year deal is Javi Baez, but I don't really see him signing with the Cardinals. Maybe, maybe that's just me. No, no, I think you're, I think you're, I think you're right on with that one. After what we saw with uh, his last couple of weeks with the Mets here, Kylie, you know, what you just said about the prospects and what the Red Sox did is interesting for the Cardinals perspective, because uh, fans are talking about these younger players in the system and when their opportunity is going to be guys like Nolan Gorman, guys like Juan Yepes, who everyone was excited about in this wild card game. Uh, can you see the Cardinals going that direction where they say, you know what, rather than go after one of these big names, let's give some of these younger guys an opportunity and just kind of fill in the gaps with other people well that's kind of what i talked about like going for depth because if you you know look at the infield you would assume arenado and goldschmidt are kind of locked into the corners gorman's two best positions are probably third base and first base uh, obviously he's been playing a lot of second base this year because that spot is less nailed down but then with sosa and deong and edmund it's like well you have enough players there there's probably two decent starters in that mix somewhere maybe maybe one maybe three you never know but throw him in that mix, that then gives you that scenario where it's like, oh, you have kind of one too many good players. That's the kind of problem good teams have. Uh, do you, you know, kick Edmund to the outfield? Well, now, you know, O'Neill and Carlson seem pretty good and Bader seems solid. Like, uh, if you go to Universal DH, then all of a sudden that's, you know, that solves that problem, which I think will probably happen with the next CBA. So I, I think that sort of puts you in a position where, say, by midseason next year, possibly opening day next year, Gorman enters the fray and can play at a lot of these positions. I think he can play at passable corner outfield. Obviously, he'd fit at DH. Like, it's basically everywhere except for shortstop and center field he could fit. And that, rather than, if you look at like what San Diego did bringing in Kim, as that sort of you know left-handed bat can play a lot of positions, he didn't play that well and cost almost $30 million. Doing that with Gorman then frees you up to spend that money somewhere else uh, maybe in the rotation where that like money is maybe uh, better spent for a team building situation. We're talking to Kylie McDaniel for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. You could read his work over at ESPN.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at Kylie M C D. Kylie, one guy I wanted to ask you about was Alex Reyes because he had an unbelievable start to the year this year, was a legitimate all-star closer for the Cardinals, and then down the stretch, she faded. And I don't know if that was because it's the first year that he's had in the big leagues where he's had a full season in like five years. I don't know if it's because it just wasn't working for him and he was getting away with things at the beginning of the season where he was walking a bunch of batters and then he didn't get away with that down the stretch. I'm not sure what the actual cause was. But there's going to be some decisions on him going into next year. Do you go with him in the bullpen or the rotation? And maybe potentially the third route for him is, do you consider dealing him to another deal while he still has two years left on his contract? If they went that route, Kylie, what kind of value do you think Alex Reyes would have on the trade market for other teams? He's a tricky one because he hasn't had, I mean, if he's one of those relievers that breaks through, has like a Josh Hader, Devin Williams kind of season. Those guys obviously have like tremendous value. And I think given the history of Alex Reyes, not quite finding the strike zone enough, being injured a lot, trying to find a role. If you have that kind of season, maybe you don't believe he's going to repeat it. Then you trade him for three, four young players, maybe like young players in the big leagues, like, you know, actual real value. He still hasn't quite done that yet. Like the peripherals point to more of like a setup man with a chance to become a closer in the realm of if there's 30 closers, you know, where does he sit? All that kind of thing. And obviously is still on the young side is still affordable. 
uh, I tend to think that, we, you know, with him, with Carlos Martinez, with, you know, uh, Jordan Hicks, like a lot of these, you know, fireballers that have all this upside, if you can still afford them and they're still pretty cheap, you just kind of throw them in the blender and see what comes out. And this year it was, you know, pretty good results for Alex Reyes. Uh, but the odds of all three of them coming out and being really good are pretty low. Uh, and so as long as they're affordable with Reyes, is, I think you hang on them and see what happens. And maybe he puts up that Josh Hader, you know, type season or, you know, one of those top 30 relievers in baseball type seasons. And you've got a real find. And then you've got a good problem of what do we do with this? Like now it's starting to get a little more expensive. Like how do we want to move our pieces around in the team? But I don't think he's broken through to that level where if you deal him, you're getting tremendous value back. You're probably, you know, getting a pretty good prospect that is, you know, like a fringe everyday, you know, uh, every fringe everyday player in the lineup that's maybe in double A that could contribute. But would you rather have that or a chance to have a late inning reliever? I think that's the kind of thing you're talking about. Uh, And I think the Cardinals maybe need to move some of that capital toward the pitching staff to create enough depth. Uh, to make sure you don't run out of guys next year. Whereas I think, as I mentioned before, in the position player pool, if you sort of toss Gorman into what's there, you kind of have enough depth. You're just trying to find enough high-end guys, uh, which I think is sort of the issue uh, in that area. So, Kylie, shortstop is where every, every Cardinals fan is looking at this offseason and says has to be upgraded, whether they like Edmundo Sosa or not with the names that are available. But that next position, where do you think it is that the Cardinals have to look to upgrade this offseason? That's a tough one because uh, there's a lot of spots where, uh, you know, obviously like O'Neill came through, had a really big season. Do you think he's going to repeat that? Yeah, maybe not to that level, but is he going to be bad enough that you then need to, you know, get another player as cover for him? Uh, I think Harrison Bader has had, you know, some trouble staying healthy. Do you want to get some depth at center field? And then again, if you have the, you know, uh, the universal DH coming through, then it's like, well, then do you just want to get a big bopper at any cost? These guys are pretty cheap these days. You might get, you know, one year deal for six, seven million and just get another power bat in there, you know, hearkening back to the Matt Adams days, we just have feel like too many guys hitting for power. Uh, so the, the problem is whatever the issue in the lineup is going to be, if you just kind of roll with who you have, uh, at the next trade deadline, you don't know what it's going to be. Cause it's probably some guy you're not worrying about is going to be injured. And it turns out the backup isn't that good. And so you need another guy and you don't know who that is. So again, taking, going back to what the, you know, not that the Padres are an example, but they kind of needed one more position player. And they looked at Profar and Kim and said, Oh, these guys both can play essentially every position on the field. That's the guy you want. Cause that'll cover whatever problem happens. Now it turns out both of them couldn't really hit. Uh, so they didn't solve the kind problem. But I think that's the kind of thinking you should be going down that road of the multi-positional guy that maybe you think he's going to get 350 plate appearances, but then by the end of the year, he ends up getting 550 because something you don't see happening is going to happen. He's Kylie McDaniel. Find his work over at ESPN.com. Always appreciate him joining us via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line exclusively for him. Kylie, thanks so much for hopping on with us today, man. All the best. And we'll talk with you again soon. Thanks for keeping me a celebrity. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited-time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. (sighs) Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. 
Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only at participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hour. Select or request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all card or combos orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii.